Welcome back to 709 Meridian, an audio commentary podcast. We are your hosts, D and Andrew. Hello. Hello. <laughs> We're back with our Son of Marvel season. We're covering uh, chiefly the two-hour films of uh, the rest of the Marvel OG 70s, early 80s franchises of Incredible Hulk and The Amazing Spider-Man. Today's feature is The Incredible Hulk, the two-part episode Married, a.k.a. Bride of the Incredible Hulk. And it's a movie. So I did watch this recently (laughs) so I could be ready. And I do need to be ready because there is going to be some things to talk about, but there's going to be some other things to talk about too, but it is... uh, it is a very serious, very strange sort of outing. Um, Mariette Hartley got an Emmy for it. Yeah. Um, which is deserved, especially since it's her sort of thing. Um, it's her movie, kind of. <laughs> right. It's, she does it's not become kinda... She-Hulk, but it's her movie. Yeah, the Hulk is just kind of uh, very secondary to this one. Not much. I don't think very much action goes on here. No. And, but according to the IMDb trivia, even with limited Hulk, this is one of the most Hulk heavy episodes in the series, which makes me curious how un-Hulk heavy they are, because that's kind of what I mostly remember from when I was four was the Hulk, not, not Bill Bixby, but apparently it's more uh, more fugitive than not, but we'll get to that here along with the uh, investigative reporter, what's his face, and McGee. then McGee, and then I'll have a return of the Rick Jones joke because that fits in. <laughs> but um, yeah, it got an overseas release somewhere, which apparently the world forgot about till the internet got far and- enough along and. An amazing one-sheet poster. Yep. Really cool one-sheet. Um, I saw some lobby cards today. It looks like mostly it came out in Spain, but wow. it's unclear. Um, and I wasn't going to do significant research. So, I am ready when you are. Yeah, let's kick it. All right. Let's uh, start in three, two, one, play. Uh-oh. Yeah. So we get spoiled. Right into it. Yep. Rawr. We get the intro that spoils. It promises such amazing things as the Hulk versus Bruce Banner. And them also getting married. And then... Um, Uh-oh. Yeah. So... It also spoils her medical condition, which (laughs) makes the first 15 minutes of the movie less confusing. But (laughs) I guess it also makes David a little bit less uh, intrusive or more, though. It's very strange, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, 
did he have to wear the shirt? Did Lou Ferrigno, was he not allowed to be shirtless that much for standards and practices or something? No, he... I mean, he could? Okay, because he's always got the rags on. Uh, he would have... Yeah, there was a point where he just snatches it off. Okay. All right, check this out. I can't remember, and I didn't go back and look, but you notice Elena's name is completely covered in the flowers. Is that so they can ignore the fact that they never refer to the wife by name again and sort of just imply it was her? (laughs) All right. Yeah, this allegedly takes place in Hawaii. It does not. It takes place where they filmed some of Captain America, which we will see, which is awesome. But I was, I didn't pay attention to that. And I was like, are you? Is this, are they going to travel to Hawaii? Because this is obviously California. Hey, Kenneth nice. Johnson. Yep, Kenneth Johnson. We got a nice little theme. Here we have Rosalind Cho. Rosalind Cho. Mm. Now, this was a, just before Spider-Man. Oh, really? So we need to watch, when we watch Chinese Web, we need... To see, because the the receptionist does not get a name. We need to see if the receptionist could conceivably be the same character. Same character, yeah. They should bring (laughs) Rosalind Cho in as the fucking head of S.H.I.E.L.D. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Me and his mother. (laughs) (laughs) Not Not that S.H.I.E.L.D., the real S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean continuity. I don't mean... I don't mean something that Disney will probably end up wow. taking off Disney Plus to give to Tubi. Like, oh, he's David Benton here. He's still David. He was David Benton in the uh, the first uh, in Re- Incredible Return of the Incredible Hulk too, in Death mm. of the Family. Yeah, huh. I feel like there's got to be a good list of the names but yeah i think the fan site has it if that's even still up (laughs) i found a fan one of the fanwiki.com one of those type fandom.com wiki and i hate those things so i i skimmed it but i did not (laughs) see when they were like setting Honolulu, Hawaii, I'm like, now nah, you gotta be, you gotta be real. You gotta say, you gotta, you gotta tell the truth. <laughs> Honolulu, uh, Pasadena or whatever. Like, yeah. But he has gotten to Hawaii, and it's been hard for him. Which seems like it would be an awesome episode on its own him trying to stay chill on a well, show you know, they could have connected this with the 747 episode well that was the thing that they never did right like and it yeah, it, it was... plays in this one's favor um and i assume it plays in the episode's favor too that you can just sort of pick it up but that was like something quantum leap didn't I don't know if they pioneered it, but they kind of pioneered it for U.S. television. The idea of, like, 
direct continuity between the episodes and it and it wasn't yeah. a two-parter so there's and they did a, it at first and then then it got kind of loose yeah that was the thing i always forgot was that they did it for a while and then it got loose um yeah is that captain america's van going past <laughs> Uh, but welcome to the rest of the episode. Um, this is Mount Carmel, Hawaii. This is where the whole thing's going to basically take place. And it's just about these two fucking like medical professionals who form a connection. It's really. <laughs> we will probably not get into it, but. Part of the plot involves, eventually will involve Hulk cells, but they don't do anything obvious. So there's no blood transfusion. We don't talk about how they're fucking. Like, they've got an incredibly complicated way to um, try to get Hulk cells going. Here, the other thing is, how does he get there? Like, how does he get her address? Uh oh. Mm hmm. So, like, we already know she's got a medical condition and there's foreshadowing and stuff because we had it in the teaser. He does not. He's just fucking snooping around this chick's house. Yeah, that desperate to find her. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. Whoa. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wait for it. Wait for it. This was before... What was that one called Brainstorm? Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah, this was like a thing. Um... Somebody else, like Jill Claiborne did one of these. She did like a cloning thriller in 79 or 80 or something. Like they were doing, and Louise Fletcher was in something. Uh We had a real world sci-fi it was Demon Seed. <laughs> yeah, with, yeah. <laughs> we had all that sort of shit. And Exorcist 2 even did it, right? Exorcist, Exorcist 2 was 77 ish. So, like, yeah, yeah they, it was uh, medical psychology plus electrodes can can be our. Self-kinesis. Yeah. Had to be. But here we get her narrating her own meditation. Her idea is you can meditate your body better. Not like um, what do you, mindfulness or whatever, but actual like you can convince yourselves to improve. Mm. Hopefully we'll talk over the uh, success rate of that uh, experience because Mary uh. doesn't have a happy ending, folks. Uh, it's the opening credits to Supergirl. <laughs> did you know Supergirl did a turning back the world 
10 minutes and didn't have her circling the globe. What? End of season three. Oh, the show? Yeah. They, she turned back the planet. She turned back time to save everybody. And they didn't do the Earth spinning around. Uh, I think that was the Legion season. No, it was the one after. No, it might have been the Legion season where Monel comes back and they promise <laughs> the Legion and then the Legion disappears from mention uh, right after they fired the producer uh-oh. for being a sex pest. Oh, God. Yeah. It was one of those. But they were like, no, nothing happened. Our season just happened to be delayed uh, six months. The only time Supergirl copied Superman the movie, it was cute, was in the comic book. And that's when Batman was tracking her. She was like, she had to save Air Force One. Hmm. That was the only time it was kind of cool. Yeah, they really fucked it up. And, like, I don't get why they didn't do it. Like, they just didn't have an effect shot. So maybe that, they just didn't have the time. But really, fucking spinning a globe forwards and backwards on a CW budget? Like, you can do that on your phone now. Like, (laughs) that's kind of why I don't care too much for that show. <laughs> you gotta stick with it. Because at the, the, the most she's just a Superman proxy. You know what I mean? <sighs> yes, but no. It's so like that's the thing I don't like about it. The thing that it, I mean, the problem is, is it falls apart on for multiple reasons. First, it falls apart because, well, first, if, I mean, first, there's the obvious thing that they fuck up season three. Then there's the obvious thing that they realize that her, well, the first season's all fucked up because it's <laughs> CBS, CW verse, right? Like. It doesn't, it's all fucked up. The continuity's all fucked up. If they just set it on Flash Planet, they would have been fine. They wouldn't have to fuck around. Um, But once they get into shit in season two, once it becomes her and the sister and John Jones is like a family unit, it's totally cool. Most of the initial Lena Luthor arc is cool. That apparently goes to complete another shit um, through like really painful queer baiting, but then it gets even worse because Lex Luthor joins the cast, but what's his face was fine. John Cryer was fine. He wasn't great, but he was fine. Yeah. I heard he was all right. Yeah. Um, And it was a nice nod to the, to the movie. And it was any play. He was playing a Gene Hackman esque Lex. Like (laughs) he wasn't doing um, nerd Lex. He wasn't doing, Kevin Spacey Lex. No, well, Kevin Spacey was. Kevin Spacey was supposed to be Gene Hackman, but he's more like Gene Hackman in the. He was, 
I think it's Gene Hackman. He was Gene Hackman with some tang. He's Gene Hackman in the TV cut. Yeah, you know, he had a little attitude. They really should have done a cut of that. They should let somebody else try to cut it. What if they see? They should. Uh oh. Uh oh. That's me. That's me. But uh somebody should should deep fake Superman returns. That'll be crazy as hell. That would be <laughs> I don't I mean there are, I suppose I mean there are ethical issues to duplicating actors' voices without their consent. That being said, yes, they should totally fucking do that. Though, we're, what, 10 years away from just that anyway? Like, Mm. just being able to fucking AI generate a fucking episode or something? Like, it'll suck, but, like, remakes... That'll be easy. Like, we'll see. Uh, What's his face? Brandon Routh's arc in Crisis was shitty because Crisis was a piece of shit, but it was not bad having him back. You don't ever. The, the temerity of those motherfuckers. What they what they really needed to do the nerve the nerve to say we're gonna do crisis on infinite earth on a TV budget <laughs> they needed to <laughs> they needed to bring him with our seven heroes <laughs> they needed to bring him back that's who should have been in the flash they should have a Brandon Routh cameo. Except that you can't, you gotta try to forget that movie. Like, regardless of whether it was any good or not, you can't be hyping your Kevin Spacey, Brian Singer thing in 2023, man. You cannot be hyping that shit. Well, it's supposed to be, I don't know. I I always look at it as a, Alternate Christopher Reeve universe. Yeah, like because you could go so many different ways. We, we even with that starting from Superman two, you go through Donnerverse continuity, and you go. Oh, hold on, she's falling for him. He's talking about yeah. science. Bill Bixby. She's giving him the look. Yep. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's, I don't know, it's DC, there's no point in even wondering about it, they're going to fuck it up. (laughs) This is why I hate multiverse, you know, because now it just gives you, you know, license to do any old dumb shit. It's not. 
impossible that there will be decent movies in the gun verse. The issue is how bad are the bad ones going to be? Okay, so they didn't have the budget to show this. Oh, this is actually going to be the first bit of racism. I forgot there are two two bits of racism. Um, (laughs) So they don't have the budget to show the cell shit. They, like, didn't keep that miniature set around from this and Doctor Strange. So instead he's showing her how to do it on the beach. And she's going to describe how it's about those renegade natives attacking the wagon train. Mm. And he's going to do a John Wayne impression that's surprisingly terrible. On the beach of Santa Monica, Hawaii. uh Uh-huh. Look at the golden sands of Santa Monica, Hawaii. Does the little fucking does Rick Jones show up? Hold on. But I mean, this is this is kind of like another version of the pilot. This is this is for me. Yeah, it's the pilot remixed. This is when I'm like, we didn't have enough Susan Sullivan type shit in season one. Kind of the yeah. Johnson's like, all right, dude, we're gonna do this fucking episode. And old girl wins an Emmy for it, right? Yep. Like But then they never do it. I used to like, actually confuse this with the pilot. Well because they're, they're very similar. Yeah and they're his flashback romance shit in this is not to Susan Sullivan, it's to the wife. Susan Sullivan is erased from continuity now. Yeah. We're not paying you those royalties. (laughs) Nope. It does kind of suck though, because Susan Sullivan, they she was so good in the first one. It first one. It should have been structured like this so she could have gotten her Emmy going. (laughs) Like Right. Okay. So since David has done cell research faster than her team of psychi of hypnosis psychiatrists who don't do cell research could do, um, she's gonna be able to hypnotize him and they're going to figure out how to control the Hulk. But they never talk about it in those terms, because it's 1978. <laughs> and instead, we're going to learn that basically David's got, like, really basic anger management issues. <laughs> like... Yeah. Really like, like the slightest ones. shit just triggers the Hulk and shit. And so, like, obviously <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Like, anybody else could hold their shit it's like kind of like She Hulk in the show, where she's just like, "No, dude, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mark Ruffalo is life too hard being Mark Ruffalo." No, that's not. See, his, really his fair. Hulk, he, had, uh, he just does not work as the Hulk, though. It. I liked him in the Avengers. Everything mm. else, no, not in just the first one. 
and not all of it, but I like their take enough. on it. He's not haunted enough. It's not a good continuity. They will we see if if Disney buys Universal after mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious versus Jurassic World versus ET fails, um, then. And Disney buys them, then we might see them deep fake Mark Ruffalo into that movie. But um, the whole Planet Hulk arc that they did, that did not, that was just stupid. And now they're on Smart Hulk. And it's just like, he's not a good, you know, they tried to make him like the dad of the Marvel, um, uh, Marvel Universe. MCU dad and it's like Mm. Jeremy Renner's better at it so like if you actually finally found something Hawkeye can do in the fucking movies you should let him be the MCU dad yeah there we go Because we don't have a Hulk scene. And when the hell does he Hulk out? Not for a long time. Damn. That's right, because there's no villains in this, is it? Oh, no. No, no, no. This is the episode. The villain will be when they... Her disease. Nope, not even. No. The villain will <laughs> sword... No, they're going to be a couple villains. The villains are going to be a couple Honolulu, California swingers. But, um... No, because he's going to... He's going to hallucinate or he's gonna go to the dreamscape with the hulk oh that's right yeah and what's fucking wild about it is her advice is like super silly (laughs) like she never tells him to like well i think and we'll have to see i don't remember one of them but he never tries to interact with the Hulk. It's all about like caging Lou Ferrigno and things so Lou Ferrigno can break out of them. It's really weird. Good good visual imagery, like because it's like, you know, in a desert and shit. Oh look, they look oh, that was uh Susan Sullivan there. Uh oh wait, now it's the shot. wife. Um that shot where it looks like she's blind. <laughs> <laughs> that they use a lot and I'm like that's kind of a weird oh. shot <sighs> doom, doom. <laughs> oh. yeah the I mean heck? it's just it's endless I mean this is 97 minutes so Somehow they talked. 
CBS and their whoever into letting them get a lot of time, but then they just use a lot of this footage a lot. Yeah. They might as well have just played the whole first half of the Right. So it does feel like pilot. This feels more like the return of the Incredible Hulk than Yeah, the other one. Than uh Death the other in the one Family. Is the third one and this yeah. should have been the second one. Mm-hmm. But it, this was when you were trying to be more cerebral. That was a big thing back in the uh Um, that was just like a it was just like a word it was just like a catchphrase for a while like in the 80s it was cerebral <laughs> and then I think cerebro in the uh, <laughs> X-Men movie probably ruined it okay Uh oh. Yep. Oh no. Yep. Okay. We're hulking out at 26 minutes. We get these kind of. This okay, one. Yeah, that was, yeah. That's a freaky shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get some <laughs> freaky fucking weird shots in this one. Um, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> like he's a scary. Like Arr. Kenneth Johnson's like, you're not making him scary enough. And then it's like, okay, but we never, uh. we've already established he doesn't hurt people that Banner likes, right? And cares about. Right. And it's like, we remember that every episode. Or we get reminded of that every episode. <laughs> the Hulk's a punk ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, this is the one where they also, there's this big hole in this where they don't address, well, she calls the Hulk David. So we don't have some idea that there's like an alternate Uh personality. Yep. He's going to cut himself again. How can he cut himself? Because the Hulk's got a thin skin. Yeah. Off he goes. Oh, Is that's right. I keep forgetting. Whoa. Oh, fuck. All right. So wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Wait. We're not even to. So there's three racist things. There's going to be three racist things. Okay. Pay attention to that kid. Oh, that's. Uh, what's it called? It's uh, the kid from. It's Mino Palouse. Yes. Uh, Soleil Mufri's brother. Yep. He's really bad. He's really, really bad. He's great in Voyagers. I haven't seen that. He's okay. Well, you get to have your moment at the end of this. He's that 80s kid. He's not that 80s kid yet. He's a very 70s kid. He's that late 70s kid. He's the late 70s kid. He was that kid before it was Corey Feldman. Okay. So watch the reaction to this. Okay. Okay. Watch. Watch. Oh, he's not scared. He's not scared, but what else didn't you notice happen? 
Anybody fucking get the little kid out of there. Yeah, nobody grabbed him up. Nobody grabbed him. He's the kid from Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> and Can he's I Rick Jones. <laughs> and by the end, he will be Rick Jones. Okay. That okay, is when they showed him. When he kicked the thing, he smirked, and then they showed him again. He... What the... <laughs> okay. So now... She just lit. Well, it's fucking weird that they didn't have any like Hawaii footage of the beach, <laughs> so they could at least be like, "This is a Hawaiian beach, and not yeah. us doing the uh, the luau on a soundstage." Though you don't light it, it looks pretty damn good. Um, <laughs> And we are gonna get, we're gonna have an amazing backlot scene in a bit. Oh no, sullen Hulk. Yep, <laughs> he's very sad. He he's got an owie. Oh, oh. she's not okay. afraid. In between, where's in between? Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but now we talked over it. But during his therapy session she makes him remember what happens in the pilot right after he changes for the first time ever so he can access the hulk's memories oh yeah he can see what the hulk does they aren't specific but at one point she's like the idea is you're going to be able to control the hulk so you'll be smart hulk even though in the MCU, it's a mix of the two or whatever that bullshit is. But now we're finding out. So basically, he David forgets right at the trans during the transfer after the painful transformation, which raises the question: Is the Hulk's transformation into David painful? <sighs> From what I know in the comics. Hulk doesn't like turning back because he goes to sleep or something. Mm-hmm. But they never say it's painful. Yeah. Mm. So. See, that's what I'm saying. They they go into explaining so many different versions of the Hulk, but. I'd love to know a little bit more about the mechanics of like, you know, when does he stop being Banner and when does the Hulk take over? Right. Something more from his internal perspective. Yeah. But the Hulk, because we already know Banner is... Well, there was just some site just had a post about how it's time to it's time for everybody to admit that the incredible hulk hulk was the best mcu hulk and mm-hmm. cuz you oh, don't here we go. need smart hulk you can have banner and then you can have hulk but they've gone so far into making hulk like uncle hulk that it doesn't work no Okay, so here they are on, in the dunes of David Bruce Banner's the dunes of David Bruce Banner's mind. 
there in the distance, he sees the Gorn. <laughs> but then this is like, where's the fuck is the Hulk coming from, man? Like, this is a really cool idea. Why didn't you guys do this shit? And they never did this shit. The Hulk and Banner appear, or Frigno and Banner only appeared together two other times. Once a cameo with Frigno as a bodybuilder, and once in an LSD trip. <laughs> but the problem is, is yeah, they it never occurred to the damn sort of live action guys to ever try to do any thinking with the Hulk, which led you to Bixby getting the idea of being able to do a return or the rebirth of the Incredible Hulk where he voices regular dialogue for Frigno. Mm. But I mean, also in the comics, like, how ugly was the Hulk supposed to be? No offense, Lou, but they're ugly. They give you that big old fucking eyebrows and shit. Like, I think they were trying to make him look more like the comic version with the brow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they've kind of, I mean. Lou just has a big nose. So they added on to that somehow. I don't know. The wig. Like, do something. The wig is kind of like. It's fucking hair, man. Yeah. This will be the most fit we see Lou. We're doing two more of these. We're doing Incredible Hulk Returns and uh, Trial. Trial. And uh, doesn't have much Hulk. Yeah. Daredevil Prime, though. Daredevil Prime. <laughs> oh. What a good therapy session. Yeah, see, the lamps are still on the table. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Oh no. Oh yes. Uh. Super fucking obnoxious. Cause you can tell that Bill Bixby did, did that a lot. Like he has the fucking face down. Like he's got yeah, a this thing he did at parties. Yes, this is Bill Bixby's racist party jokes, everybody. It would be terrible if it becomes a recurring couples gag for the two of them, where they both do it. Uh oh. Yep. <laughs> I don't know though she did just very clearly throw that shit like she was like boom get out Cerebro's calling out Mm -hmm. but here we get this weird fucking like because do we ever establish that David that's kind of the thing about Bill Bixby Hulk is he so yeah look at this for his one scene in the movie already this is it this is it what yes 
You are 37 minutes in, meaning you are uh, halfway through your two-parter. That's what I want to talk about. Two things real quick before I forget. Nicholas Coria was one of the executive producers. He worked on the return of the Incredible Hulk, or Re- Incredible Hulk Returns for sure. So Bixby got him back, not Kenneth Johnson. Okay. Other thing is, this is 97 minutes, which means they had to cut this out. They had to cut time out of this, even for original syndication. So this is seven minutes long. But we also don't get the recap for the second half, which would eat into the second episode. So we're going to get, like, I don't even know... Would you have even kept this in the re- for the rerun? Because he just doesn't show up in the right, second half. If you didn't meet McGee for the episode at all, nope. It's like a contractual agreement. That's it. Like, there's a way to cut around that whole scene. Mm-hmm. You get this shit, which is yeah, just get kind water. of the best of the sequences because. <laughs> David seems like he's in actual danger. Except it's unclear. He's never in actual danger. That's the thing that they don't establish is that he never the Hulk never attacks him or anything. It's unclear what are the state yeah, of their hostility from yeah. the Hulk. Damn. (laughs) We're going to get some really bad dubbing in this, too. Like. Uh, Yep, there we go. uh Uh-oh. Yep. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, run. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Shit. But yeah, we don't get a resolution. Did he run? What happened? It's like that. You just tried to gas the Hulk, man. What's the Hulk going to do to you about it? Like, yeah, the Hulk probably thought he was at a rave or some shit. Right. It's just like the stakes of David Sterling are really weird. Okay, now it's her turn. We got to see how they make this all about David. to the mitochondria my beating heart shot we bought this footage from uc davis medical school and we're gonna fucking use it yeah look at it oh and look at that look at this yeah She's going to narrate her. Uh, yep. this is mm-hmm. Fall on the ground noise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Pay hey. Close attention to the procedure of the cultures because it they repeat it very specifically, but it doesn't matter either time. Okay. Now they are to the hand holding on the beach phase of their relationship. Very, very, very long shot of their hands holding. I don't know. We got to look for sneakers. We're going to get some shorts. Here is Rick Jones. Okay, watch this shit. 
He's emulating the Hulk, right? <laughs> uh oh. They think David thinks it's fucking cute. Right. Like, he's seen the Hulk on video. So he knows. And she should be able to piece it together. But now they're going to talk about how having children is the only way to fulfill one's life. And both of them are fucked as they watch this kid just frolic frolic on the beach with no parents looking for Bernie. Hey, mister, can I marry you? There are actually two kids in the background. I wonder if that's him and Soleil Moonfry. (laughs) (laughs) Come to the shitty beaches of Honolulu. It looks just like North Beach or whatever. Honolulu, oh hi. (laughs) Santa Inez, Hawaii. So we're getting to the end of the first half, but we're going to have this long story explaining that he loves her like he would love a strawberry before his death. Even in a dangerous situation, one can appreciate uh. strawberries. Will she refer to herself in a sexual way as a strawberry on CBS tonight, kids? Yes, she will, because this is a cerebral episode. It's like they were trying to convince moms to watch the show. Like, they're trying to sell Bill Bixby as like, yeah, that uh, sexy enough for moms, and it's just like, ah, right. oh, man, it didn't, it didn't play, because it really wasn't. I, I don't see too many kids sitting. No, this is that episode again. This is that yeah, episode. A, you know, like the pilot again. You it's could just... easily cut this into one episode for reruns. Yeah, like. There's so much useless shit you could cut. You could cut that whole fucking scene either out or down to nothing. Like, and here you go. Oh, okay. Here we go again. Yep. There she goes. Oh. Oh, yeah. That influence better. It's a a couple's (laughs) moment. Oh Here God. is a shot that they are so fucking proud of the uh, her shot here because we're gonna have somebody come to the door, and I'm just like, right on 1978 TV cinematographer, right on <laughs> lighting three different zones on a TV budget while you shot fucking uh. Bill Bixby in a fake phone booth. She set up in a fucking front of a fake palm tree by a beach. Also, <laughs> notice that they did their racist Asian bit immediately before. Yeah, the kid goes comes knocking. To on see the, the Asian kid at the door. <laughs> Hopefully, there was not a jive talking sequence that got cut before right. the Black Runner. Oh, yeah. 
that her door figure in there is some colonialist fucking Hawaiian shit. Oh, man. All right. This is the end of our first episode, folks. This is going to be a cliffhanger. But try to spot where the cliffhanger is going to be coming in. So now she is talking to her boss, her friend back at the Institute, Dr. Maxwell, who we momentarily saw at the beginning, but trivia note does not get a, does not get a real credit. He is referred to as conservative man in the end credits, who is not an actual character. Something's up. Something's up. Okay. This is a cliffhanger, everyone, to a show called The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Your target audience is sitting there with his Mego figure. Okay. But I mean, like, there's so much fucking filler. It's wild. He's going to read it. He's going to go hang up the phone. Also, everybody is just going to talk to everybody about medical shit in here. And Mm -hmm. it's like, even pre-HIPAA or whatever, could you really just call up somebody's doctor and be like, hey, I want to talk to you about your patient. I'm going to use some doctor talking words. And they'll just tell you shit. Also, he's going to start referring to her as Carol. Her name's Carolyn. It's unclear why that is his nickname for her. There's no scene explaining it. And at times it just seems like he doesn't remember her name. And that was the other thing I wanted to mention earlier was that Because everybody he encounters can help him with his problem, it's never actually clear that David Bruce Banner is trying to help people in his travels as the Incredible Hulk. He's just using everybody he comes across. He's never never intentionally trying to help anybody. So He always stumbles upon some shit. But even more than that, in this one, he's trying to keep her alive. Is it to help so him? She could help him. Or is it to help her? And here's dude telling yeah. him all about it so he can get his agent negotiated well for dude because he's going to have lines in both the pilot or both in the first and second halves. But also, that was the fucking cliffhanger transition. Uh. That was it. So they must have had a significant recap. Whoa. Explaining everything that's going on to this point. And we end significant enough that they thought they could get away with her first scene in the episode going to a swingers bar called The Swinger in Long Beach. Wow. Hawaii. Planet Earth 3. That's what they actually need. That's what they actually need is just somebody to do that. You're like, no, it was Earth 3, man. 
Wait, what? Yep. Get it's up. all in continuity. Well, that's what I, the thing about the... Were we talking about that when we were recording or before we were recording all the f- flash rumors? Uh, I'm not oh. going to spoil it, but basically the flash is going to split hairs about whether or not you different actors exist in the same universe, different Mm. actors in a role exist in the same universe, or if there is a distinction there, Um, meaning in the Marvel context, meaning there's the Terrence Howard verse and the Ed Norton verse and the, we're in a new universe once Harrison Ford takes over, which means racists will complain that hmm. Chris Evans is still Cap or Bucky is Captain America in the William Hurt verse that doesn't exist anymore or some shit like that. Oh. Or the Jonathan Majors verse, right? Like They still ain't figured that shit out yet. Nope. They're waiting for that fucking court date. You know they're just fucking waiting for it. They got his got his folder out and everything. Just <laughs> just like, all right, Violence. who do we edit in? Who do we edit in? <laughs> in acknowledgement in the severeness oh, of shit. <laughs> of uh uh disco. Physical abuse against intimate partner abuse the Walt Disney (laughs) Company has decided to remove Jonathan Majors from the role of Kang Mm. and they can just fucking do it and they can cast fucking they need to replace it with a white guy oh dude it's gonna be they'll do like Jake Gyllenhaal (laughs) They'll do like they could do Jake Gyllenhaal. That would be fucking. That would be so layered. funny. They recast him with a white guy just to fuck everybody up. Um, <laughs> some fucking X Men. Who did? Did anybody <laughs> like any of the X Men actors? <laughs> some oh, shit like no. that. Like Michael Fassbender is Kang. <laughs> <laughs> Have some really awkward shot where he like tears Jonathan Majors off his face like a yeah, it's face. Like this was the real match. Uh, uh, tears the fucking Japanese lady off or whatever. Uh, or the... oh. Okay, so she's going to a swingers place. Now, oh, again, kids, don't yeah, go home family hour shit. with fucking these two dudes. And Uh-oh. even though uh, it's going to very much imply that they're going to have at, an orgy. Look at Uncle Creeper here. Okay. Play, pay close attention to Uncle Creeper's great hair. Uh, this is a... Uh, this is uh, Superman 78 universe Brad if Brad moved to Hawaii. <laughs> Instead of staying in Smallville. I love how nobody talks about that, like, relatively deep cut continuity Mm. in Superman 3. What? Brad being the villain. 
where oh, there yeah. was a Brad in Superman the movie. The original, like, yeah, yeah. Nobody ever puts two or two together with that shit. The thing about Superman the movie is when you got to think about it not as Superman the movie, not initially. You got to think about it as Superman the movie cut to fit in two hours. Okay. Uh She's not having a good time here. These guys don't seem to mind. It's unclear if Chick up there is helping her. I was waiting to see if Chick was going to help. No, she's basically not. Just standing there staring at her. Yeah. (laughs) Superman the movie. That means that the uh, prologue sequence is basically your first half or third, fourth of the movie. It's your first half hour of a two of a, and there's only 90 minutes of TV left. All right. So here we go. You wanted an action sequence, kids. Here is a fucking action sequence. When your divorced mom goes to the swingers bar, she could end up with these guys. So this is the sequence for the like 14 year old boy, I guess. Not piece of shit, 14 year old boy. And it's so boy. obviously set up as a you could tell what's about to just wait. Well, kind of no, because yes, the show does that. But if you're only watching this like I did without having seen the first season of the show again, it it just seems more like a proof of concept. It feels very piloty again. This is a Hulk playset. Yep. Three it's Amigo good. Hulk. Oh yeah, the Three Amigos Hulk playset. <laughs> it would be funny to do a poster of the David Banner names with like etymology <laughs> and like pin them on a map it would obviously be a map of western europe but but still okay she wants to fuck the hulk she's turned on by the hulk oh yeah now this is by the way all of peter david's realization was there would be chicks who want to fuck the hulk and he turns it into seven years of comics okay pulling off his wig except now he's wearing a bald cap yeah, ball cap. That's going to get progressively worse through the scene. Notice, Hulk just shoves him. Hulk does not punch him. Hulk does not try to kill either of these dudes. So we are very establishing that Hulk is going to create some property damage. Huh. So it makes far more... And Hulk will only kill that one person in the whole series, right? He's, that, he's on the run from one murder and all this property damage. So it would make far more sense that McGee is Ed Norton. Or no, is an insurance investigator. Which means because Fox owns Fight Club, or Disney owns Fight Club, you need to have the balls to do Fight Club Jack as Uh the insurance investigator investigating Incredible Hulk all of them played by Ed Norton. <laughs> Have some, like, I saw the preview for the new Wes Anderson movie, and I was just like, Jesus, God, it it really, it, he did just become this fucking guy. Like, 
And like Christopher Nolan is out there, you know, he's going to release a booklet to tell his audience how to watch his new movie. And I'm like, no, man, somebody just have some fucking fun with the shit you can do. Have fucking Quicksilver from X-Men show up in WandaVision. But like, that's the bit instead of it being about her trauma that you then fuck over. But like, no, like lean into the bit, have some fucking fun. Like, don't leave it just to be Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool. Yeah. Cool. Have, like, that's why when they announced Loki, I thought it was actually Chris Evans chasing Loki through time. Like, not every episode, but like, he'd be in the pilot and he'd show up toward the end. Because he has to get back the Infinity Rings. And presumably when he shows up as old man, he got back the Infinity Rings. All of them. Which Loki says doesn't happen. So. Okay. Is she going to be scared? Or is she just going to be like, what's up? We could totally fuck. Uh, now that I've Roddy seen McDowell looking like Roddy McDowell meets Ray Walton playing one of the aliens from The Cage. <laughs> Let's see you shirtless, Bill Bixby. Have you been lifting free weights? Can you at least give us a Toby Maguire shot, Bill Bixby? Just one. Countdown two. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, Bill Bixby will not be giving us a shot. Oh, oh well, they 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 got there pretty fast. Oh yeah, no, we're we're fucking like. I halted out, had an action scene. You have been drinking all afternoon. You were about to have some hmm, sex. You were going to regret in some. You know, somewhere along the line. And now it is time for us to fuck. You change the music on this and it is just Bill Bixby trying to seduce... Oh, God. He's just getting married to her... They don't have a prenup. He will get all of her property. He's just marrying her for her stake in the Institute. That's the twist. Yeah, but then he'd have to... It's a lot of shit he'd have to do. I mean, he's not in the episode very much. It all happened off screen. Like (laughs) McGee's adventure with the local cops. You know they shot a scene with McGee and uh, the little kid, and it got cut. (laughs) Where the kid had, like, a hot mom or something. Because wasn't McGee a lech? Wasn't that part of his bit on the show? Like, he was kind of lechy? Sort of. But he's, like, lechy with everybody. Like, Uh he's not a... He's not a 
good reporter who's fallen to a shitty publication. He's a scuzzbag. Though I think he did fall, didn't I? I can't remember the pilot. <laughs> okay, so big slammins, and now morning. Let's um uh, let's go play frisbee with the kid from next door. Okay, other thing that would be very cool and makes more sense. They're having a shared hallucination of Rick Jones here. <laughs> Hulk killed him at the luau. It's, it's, the dead, it's the ghost of a dead kid. It's a, the ghost of a dead kid that these two can see, that is haunting these two. It's Haley Joel Osment. They don't know that they're dead. Or something. That would be backwards. Oh. Maybe she doesn't know she's dead. Because Hulk killed her, too! Fuck yes. Well, no, she's being ushered into limbo. <gasps> That's right! <clears throat> oh, she will be ushered in. The kid, the kid is a shepherd. For <laughs> The kid is what you see before you, <laughs> before you move on. Uh, you're actually remembering a plot detail from this, and you just forgot it because you haven't seen it in 20 years. <laughs> but now, think about this. The kid is no longer going to acknowledge them in this scene. Frisbee is fucking over. Nice lady from next door. I have no parents. Is it even the same color, Frisbee? I don't know about the Frisbee, but he's going to wear those shorts for weeks. He changes it in the last scene, but he's wearing those that same pair of shorts for every scene between now and the last scene. Okay. <laughs> the wrong kind of people shouldn't be watching this. Uh, that's... This is the child we could have, David. It's like he's ours. <laughs> now, did he have other love interests on the show? Yeah. They're, really they're significant. Uh, they, they were like episode. Did he get what I get? I, mm, not to be too impolite about it is, but what I'm saying is, is he marrying the first chick that he slept with since his wife? Because right. he never got they're to here. hook up with Susan Sullivan. No. So this is this is pretty much okay. And here we go. Does he mean it? Like, what's going on? Like, is this just a deep con to keep her motivated to do the research? Except, and we've talked over this, the goal of their research now is to... They want to contain the Hulk in David's psyche so he can control it so she can take a skin sample from which they can make a culture to look at under the microscope to see if the Hulk's super regenerative cells could be used to affect her no, um, right. Her lack okay. of her her 
condition, which is like ALS, but they don't give it a name. So that also means that there was not a thought or it, they were like, oh, that would, that would solve things too quickly, that they could be like, are we the same blood type? We could just do a transfusion and that would do something because we don't have the technology to turn the Hulk blood into, uh, or the Hulk skin samples into something. But then they're also fucking. So we're not playing by Superman rules here. Like, uh, Mm. yep. They're going to get married. And here's where, we start seeing some of the budgetary concerns. <laughs> okay, and there's also this weird ass thing. Yeah. Uh, uh-uh. Like what? He's like a child. Don't be artsy with uh, little kids, Kenneth Johnson. It's fucking weird. You're not Igmar Bergman. Okay. This is fun. This is lovely. They're going to get married. Oh, yeah. Uh, We're still in Hawaii. Hawaii. Where they say aloha when you come and go. They never say aloha. Here they are driving past uh, Red Brown. Nana Cruz, Hawaii. (laughs) Okay. They are... She is driving him to their wedding. Shouldn't that have been a triggering scene about the auto accident? If he was actually affected by this? Here they are getting married at a nice house in California. Malibu, Hawaii. Guests. She (laughs) is the leading meditative or hypnotic hypnosis psychiatrist. In well, the world, nobody came to a wedding. The wedding is, it's all illegal anyway. Because We, well, we got to pay attention. There's a marriage certificate. We got to see what's on there. Because she's going to scream out that they're the David Banners in a minute. Mm. But yeah, does he mean it? I don't think he's going to wear a ring the rest of the series. Oh, that would be a fucking cool shot. Lou Frigno breaking the ring. Yeah, the, the breaking. They don't do that. Oh, she does have a ring. So, okay, maybe I missed it. We'll have to pay attention. Does he notice that he no longer has a ring after the final Hulk out? Okay, we got some weird... <laughs> Look at them bells. We got some weird shots or weird uh, change in film quality because I think they were doing optical zooms. Certificate marriage. All right. David Bruce Banner. Banner. Mother, He's alive. Uh-oh. So there should be an, a whole subplot about McGee tracking yeah. him through that. 
coming back through. It should come back. But we didn't pay any attention to it. Which is what is wild about this shit because they miss such obvious things in the 70s that you wouldn't miss in like the 80s. And they miss such obvious things in the 80s that you wouldn't miss in the 90s. And I don't know, about 20... 10 i don't know what show it would have been like somewhere post lost um they just sort of i think it's because people think that is an easter egg but it's a plot point and so they like make a big deal about how they're bring they're referring they're turning an easter egg into a plot but they're not it's called foreshadowing It's like when people were upset about character development, that Star Wars movie, and you're like, that's not what's wrong with... Well, you didn't like her? Well, she was one of the major things that last one was missing, so... Yeah. That kind of fucking backfired. Don't make it worse. Uh Just don't be a dick. There he comes. Yep. And stupid. What's going to happen because of up. this? This oh, is terrible. The makeup was on the. Yep. <laughs> Rawr. Well, that would be a cool scene. The cool thing they could have done in this, they could have had them like David or wiping off the green paint while Lou wipes the green onto David and like symbiosis. We missed out on that whole thing. Like, because that was what Hulk 2 was. Oh, look at those fucking, look at that fucking outfit. Yeah. Look at those shorts. They were like, (laughs) do you, can you get your legs really tan, Bill? And he was like, I fucking can. I can. Here, have a strawberry. It's a callback to when we were talking about how it doesn't make any sense for us to get married because I'm dying and you would kill me even if I wasn't because you're the fucking Hulk. And David said, you're like a strawberry before (laughs) death, except you're also a strawberry who has really weird specific imagery of Cav of really, really racist cavalry movies in your head. And you're a psychologist who helps people. Seems like you might be reinforcing some bad ideas. I bet Rosalind Cho doesn't like it when you ask her to get her coffee. <laughs> I think there's a lot of subtext. Oh, fuck, there is. If Rosalind Cho is playing a Hawaiian, yeah, there's there's so much subtext. <laughs> Never mind. Forget that whole, like, I'm just shitty to... <laughs> I'm just I'm just a little weird around brown people too. Oh no, you're a fucking actual colonizer in Hawaii. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no shit. No wonder Rosalind Cho moved to LA and pretended to be Chinese in six months. Problematic, Uh-oh. but she had her reasons. It seems like we're missing a montage or a commercial break there, but we're not. The what little the kid is fucking drowning like it's the babysitter. Oh, no. Everybody like that callback? Okay. 
you might wonder why this is important. I'm going to spoil it for you. Because it means that she exerted herself and is dying faster. (laughs) That's why. Now we have 24 minutes left of the episode movie. So basically, once this is resolved, we're in the last stretch. It's all downhill but not like quality wise but the plot the narrative is all wrapping up from this point we're going to be pretty contiguous after they fuck and she refers to something as her cherry you should watch shrinking oh it's this Sitcom, it's a Jason Siegel comedy, but Harrison Ford's in it and he's funny. Oh, it's Harrison yeah, Ford it. being funny. You should watch Harrison Ford being funny. <laughs> it's not the worst I've seen Jason Siegel, so that's also something, but it's also Harrison Ford being funny. And like the first episode, he's just kind of a dick, but then they like lean, then they realize he can be funny in the second one. And mm. he's just funny throughout. Like <laughs> it's just like a it's a chill, feel good comedy, and it also raises questions about Harrison Ford working on an ensemble, which we have. I don't think I've ever seen because I've only seen him. I haven't seen him in much except indie four and Star Wars seven or mm. no sorry yeah star wars seven so i don't know like morning glory morning glory is fucking great but that's not an ensemble like it was about old girl having separate scenes so they could maximize filming Actually, after, you gotta, gotta watch, watch that again. you haven't yeah God, it's so fucking good no i tried to watch it and well, i think i smoked <laughs> okay I did we miss this the middle. shit we did before the commercial break, he was on the other side of the bed. Fuck. Okay. Well, here we go. They fucked. Then they went to sleep. A storm Arr. is starting. We won't see the storm. We'll hear the storm. It will sound exactly the same no matter what. So, but you are supposed to be thinking about the storm. Now, this is his dream. The Hulk has broken free of all these things. David is now a married man. He and old girl are trying to live their life to the fullest. Here is the big confrontation between David and the Hulk. Actually, they have a sequence somewhat similar to this in the comic later on in the 80s. This is what uh, gives birth to Savage, like Hulk. Like the Mindless Hulk. The comic did have... Now we have this disco ball transition thing going on that makes no sense. But he's here he is thinking about wife number one again. Meow! Did she have any lines in the pilot? Now he's thinking about wife number two, implying that he also loves wife number two. Except... 
he's only got memories from the last like four days. So that's a problem. Once again, my thing where shoot two other fucking shots of these people somewhere. Mm. Like just so it, you're not just doing something we just fucking watched. We just watched it. Oh, here it is. Here's what you subconsciously remembered. Okay. (laughs) She's got the bags. We should have had a transition from a wedding, a wedding memory. Who's driving the bus? Just that. <laughs> now, it would have been baller if it had been Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk. was the Hulk, just... Because that's the thing is, they act like the Hulk is super dangerous. He just does a bunch of property damage. He's just like a loose animal. Yeah. Or something. But he's not even a very destructive one. Like, he doesn't... Okay. So now... David is thinking about how she's leaving him. And he's running for the bus. Which is where in Hawaii. Yes. He has left the Hulk at the junkyard. Right? The Hulk is nowhere to be seen, which also makes no sense. This is the thing is, at least Dreamscape started making sense of this shit. Like, Uh okay. So now he is equating wife number two leaving him to not being able to save wife number one. Kind of. But he knew that it was a very real possibility wife number two was going to fucking die of her fatal disease. So is he mad that she's leaving him after he pressured her into marrying him? It's very weird. Ah! Like, Kenneth Johnson should have just chilled out a bit. (laughs) Okay. We're still going. We're still going. Oh. Yes, and now he's woken up as Hulk. Finally, damn it. There would have been some great scene where Lou Ferrigno appeared on the dreamscape and Bixby, you know, Lou Ferrigno can turn, turn that car over or get the wife out so you have a really cheap insert shot of that. Lou Ferrigno can stop that bus. Like, you have some embracing of it, but they just don't have anything with it. And what's <laughs> wild about it is, is it's just like, it took decades for people <laughs> in Hollywood to think that that was a sellable concept. Oh, shit. Oh, there he goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, glass table. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. 
It's my lady. <laughs> I will crush this bed. I'm just angry. I'm angry because you're going to die, you jerk. Why'd you marry me if you were going to die, lady? Come here, dude. Come here. Come here. Hold on, David. Oh, David, give me your hand. He's gonna freak out. Give me your hand. What the fuck? So he smacks her. uh, It looks like he smacks her upside the head, right? Yeah, like he straight up slapped the fire out her ass. Just wait till you see where her bruise is, because he's about to fucking go for a jog. But this is basically. A potential premise for a show. He just hulks out and goes for jogs. Okay, so there's a storm. You know that because of that low-quality footage. If you notice the actual footage of the show getting worse, apparently that's because they knew that they had crappy stock footage of a hurricane, and so they purposely degraded their film stock to match the bad hurricane footage. And I think there's a shot of Lou Ferrigno running in the teaser without the filters that we'll see him in later. Okay. (laughs) We're going to be fine, everybody. We've got 15 minutes left and I'm going to fucking live. I... We have succeeded. Okay. (laughs) How does Bill Bixby feel about this? He seems to feel okay, but you change that music cue and it's a different feeling. Uh, oh, satellite shot right out of Under Siege 2. Fuck yes. Uh, World War II bomber yeah, shot. The- that, that's just, or it was probably early Vietnam. Hey. Yep, Rosalind Rosalind Chow. She does not get any lines, though, which means she didn't get residuals when this was played in a split. We could have had the two swingers. We could have gone back to the swingers bar. That would have been cool. But we don't want to pay people. They were this episode. They could have gotten them. They could have been sitting there in uh, crutches and shit, like (laughs) Superman 2. Come up and shut. Different toupee. Different toupee, yep. Okay. All right. So, what are they going to do? This storm's coming. They don't have much time. Why can't David work faster? Uh. Yep, there it is. <laughs> I'm going to die faster because I saved that because I saved Rick Jones. 
Now, what would be fucking baller is if she got the eyes. Oh. The Hulk eyes. The Hulk eyes, and there was some sort of a joke about sexual relations. (laughs) (laughs) This shit is a downer, man. (laughs) Oh, dude, you don't know. You're not even there yet. Like, the only reason it's less effective than it could be is because of the kid that you're not going to be able to defend in a few seats. But no, man, it's a fucking downer. It just sucks. <laughs> but, like... <sighs> Incredible Hulk TV show is a cinematic equivalent of a Phil Collins breakup song. <laughs> kind of fucking is. <laughs> not the... The second one is like some terrible Jeez. Phil Collins country album. <laughs> like Phil Collins and the Eagles could be the second one. <laughs> I did have an idea for something funny for this, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, the dream sequences. Oh, I'm going to turn the dream sequences into a um, trippy oh, 70s thing. Like that's where are they trying to go? Project. They're trying to get to the hospital, any hospital, so she can take. They can give her the cult. Do what needs to be done with the cultures. Services are down all over the island. Weather today in the greater Cincinnati area. Now, this. Rain machine for that shot. Oh shit! They oh, always use these shots. It's gonna be. They've used this in Quantum Leap. Okay, I mean it's not gonna stop. Like we've got all of that, but then we've got this. Now the this is where they were talking about how they made the shots shitty. So you're probably. They're just hosing the car and they're putting a filter over it. Well, that's back lot right there. Yeah. Oh. Oh, just wait. Just wait for your back lot. You're you're in luck. There's going to be yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm sure they're he's driving around the same. They've got to have one square block, right? And we yeah, got this. Kind of a, okay. Again, drive around it. This dude. His wife, he and his wife got in a fucking car accident. He got thrown free. She didn't. This is the root of all of his shit. He is totally unconcerned with this chick in the car. (laughs) Hang on. Hang on, Lisa. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. That was the first one. Uh. She got let herself out of the car. Unclear why. They could have given her a tranquilizer. They would have had tranquilizers. Here you go. Here's some of your back lot. Now now he's calling her Carol, too. Uh. Oh, got to get hit by a car. Do we have a reaction shot of the driver? Is it Joanna Cameron on location? Nope. (laughs) But this, 
I would love to see the original footage of this because mm-hmm. this is just them on the back lot and a lot of fucking filtering wind and yeah they got some wind shit going on they got a fucking wet lens thing going on here look at that back lot look at that back back lot lot. okay and now we have this moment he got hit by a car he's still bruce this is a moment where it would make sense for the Hulk to be there and to just jump to her and grab her and get her to the hospital. Yeah. Even for 1978, that is a very reasonable plot. And then when you get to the hospital, they'll realize they don't have the culture and Hulk can take a test tube and he can stab himself and say, there, it'll come till it's, it'll, you can get however much you want. It goes till I want it to stop or whatever he says in the Peter David comic. Okay, there we go. We have our filter shot of the eyes, which is no fair. They couldn't figure out a way to do it the other way. Then we get this immediately to a, Lou Ferrigno, we don't get enough transition after we've had some good transformation scenes in the episode. There should have been another one here. (laughs) I'm fucking mad. High voltage my ass. I also have some questions about Honolulu, California's electrical infrastructure. (laughs) Because it seems like that would have been a concern when you were building. So that, I think we got a shot of that without the filter in the intro. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody forgot the... uh... (laughs) Patches of sunlight. Okay. Huh? She's fucking dead. That's it. This is it. This is our big scene. This is our shitty filter shot for the rest of the character. And this is all the intensity we get. We don't get to see her acting clearly. We don't get to see Lou not acting clearly. But what if he, all they need to do is get him to look sweet and he can do that. It would have been fucking baller. Yeah, right. Just not liking the confused Hulk face. No, right. Just let him look sweet. And then I got convinced 
for a second that he transforms during one of these shots. He doesn't. But I'm like, that can't be Bill Bixby. This one, I was like, that's no, that's not. That's definitely not Bill. There's one shot, I think, after one of the transitions that almost looks like Bill Bixby. But I mean, this is cool in a way, but the problem with it is, is that it changes how the emotion of the scene reads. Like Kenneth Johnson's got like these big ideas and he tries to pull them off on TV, but he doesn't, he tries to pull off the idea first. He doesn't do it. Uh. He doesn't do it for the scene because this should have been better. Like Hulk should have been sad. I'll stand by sad Hulk. This is the one I'm like, is that Bill Bixby? Mm, yeah, it's hard to. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's stunt banner. It's a built guy. Yeah. And we know Bill Bixby ain't built like that. But. It's Ed Norton. He traveled <laughs> back in time. That's what I deep fake, man. Fuck that. I would deep fake Ed Norton into every episode of the uh, Incredible Hulk. Not the pilot, mm. though. You leave some things alone. Yeah. And probably not this, because this ties into. All right, here we go. Rick Jones in his new uh, things. This kid's agent worked their ass off. Well, I think he was contracted to Universal. Oh, okay. Because Voyagers was Universal. Yeah, but that was years later. Well, not too much long after, right? Four years? Four years, yeah. He did a lot in between, you know. Now that I know he's Soleil Moonfry's brother, I can see it. Yeah, you can see it in the face. Now they're going to have this really awkwardly... in insensitive conversation about the wife being dead. And this little fucking kid makes it all about himself. (laughs) It's weird. And then the stupid story that the kid tells isn't the stupid story that David told earlier. Which would have been fucking awesome if it had been. Especially after old girl referred to her something something as her strawberry. It would have been so cool. Instead, we get this. (laughs) Here it comes. Hold on, he's not done yet. The kid understands dramatic pacing. (laughs) Okay, right. We get this dumb quote. Instead, we could have had the whole fucking story and it would have just been, oh, they could have done flashback to them walking on the beach. But no, no. (laughs) Sorry, Kenneth Johnson. If you're gonna if you're gonna aim big, make sure 
You don't aim too big or something. Okay. The ring is on his fucking hand. Dude turned into the Hulk. You telling me he and Lou Ferrigno have the same ring size? Uh, I didn't notice that before. That's it. There you go, kids. There you go. You should fucking get married. It's a lot of fun to get married. Mino Pelouse as the boy. boy. Rosalind Chow. Rosalind Chow. I wonder what Russell Tanaka... Shit, did I just get his name wrong? Hope I didn't get his name wrong, because the joke is, I wonder what he thought of this when he saw it. Oh, I thought there was a version of this where he was walking on the beach holding hands with the kid. Maybe that is the syndicated version. Maybe that is the fucking double cut. You wouldn't do this except first airing. Look at this. You No, because syndicated, you had the same... You sometimes had the same end credit sequence in syndication, right? Sometimes. Like, yeah. So no, I don't think I think there would there could have easily been a different ending to it for syndication. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's a real upper everybody. Um I like it more than the Bride of Frankenstein, but that's uh I don't I don't like Bride of Frankenstein that much. Um but uh yeah it's a real upper it does make me want to watch the show, but that doesn't mean that it would have made me want to watch the show as a fucking kid. Like, no, that, yeah, that, that just was God. Mm. Like, congratulations. You made a really good depressing movie of the week, but it's Uh, hard to, I don't know. It is kind of hard to market something like the Hulk to kids. Anyways, unless you go straight forward sci-fi, I'm fighting monsters every week type shit. Yeah, but and I think this is what they didn't get until post Star Wars is I don't think this is the era where people didn't understand the money wasn't in the receipts. The money was in the marketing. Only Lucas knew that at this point. So they're making this show and their target audience is 13-year-old boys, families with a 12-year-old boy, a 16-year-old boy, mom and dad at home. Honestly, if this version of the Hulk was being made now, I can see a lot of females loving it. It would be skewed towards a female audience. Guys would dismiss it. Guys would dismiss it. It would be female audience. What wandering Hulk though, how would you do that? You would have to change the power set too much. Yeah. Cause they've changed because they were gonna do a Hulk show, remember? Who was gonna yeah, do that? Yeah, they were gonna do a Hulk show. Was that years Guillermo ago? Del Toro? Somebody was. Somebody like get Del Toro was executive producing a Hulk show that was gonna be a horror show. It was gonna be limited power set, and I don't know what happened. With that, like maybe that was in between Hulk and Incredible Hulk, but it was, they were pushing it as a fucking weekly show. I don't, they didn't get to pilot, but that was the thing is, is nobody could figure out how you do this with, because by having Hulk be a dude, and this is what I always said, oh. I always said Edward Norton, Bruce Banner, 
Vin Diesel Hulk. Now you could, <laughs> you did. This was in you know Fight Club era, so it was yeah, like back when you Vin would Diesel just, worked out. Yeah, Vin Diesel worked out. You could see GM Green or something. You could put him in the paint. Who cares? Like this was pre Fast and the Furious three or four, whenever he fucking like. This was before Triple X. So it was before he had his shit or even thought he would have shit, right? This was like, remember when he was going to be an actor like Spielberg had him in Saving Private Private Ryan? Ryan. And then he did, then he just did dumb guy roles after that. And it was just like. There was was a point where after the first Fast and Furious and he did what triple x or something ever mm-hmm. he tried to step away from the shit well he did the and, and then uh the thing he did when he tried to step away flopped and then he was like okay i'll, I'll come back to fast and furious yeah dude. he got a, a riddick sequel and nobody could <laughs> believe it and it flopped and then every time he always does riddick sequels and they just fucking suck yeah. so that's cool but no, yeah, I rem- and Man Apart, Man Apart was his cerebral action movie that I didn't see. The streets. Yep, yeah. in the streets. Um, okay, so that was my idea, was Ed Norton and Vin Diesel in a Hulk thing, where you could limit how strong the Hulk was and how much damage he could cause in the modern era. Because you run into too many problems when the Hulk is, you can record them on cell phones. You lose that whole bit. So my Ed Norton spinoff, Kevin <laughs> Feige, if you're listening, you can have my Ed Norton as investigator and Hulk crossover between the universes idea. If Brad Pitt's in it, it's also my idea. It has to be, you have to do the Ed Norton. You can't cheat about it. There's your, there's your what if live action spinoff where you fucking eat DC's cake about else worlds and shit. There you go. All right. I got nothing else. What do you got? Yeah. uh, eh, This was a very good, well-made episode. I mean, yeah. For for the dramatic purposes it had, but it, you know, it, as far as a Hulk show, eh. Nope. You know, it, this is a fucking bummer. This is a yeah. bummer. It's a bummer, even when you don't. It's like the first one. Even if you talk during it, it's a fucking bummer. Yeah, it's just it's, sad. Yeah, it's sad. It's tragic. The Hulk is a tragic character in the movies or in the show. I mean, in the for movies, this one, no. I would rather they almost had found a cure and David might have needed a way to get away anyways and right. she leave it open up. like why yeah. why can't any of his love interests just stay alive nope on he top of that to say goodbye to the next one. Oh shit what are we watching next let me check that what are you saying mcgee mm-hmm. wouldn't he follow up on the shit once he found out she died and the, and the wedding, certificate. The wedding certificate. Yeah. yeah. Or have a great scene where he just misses hearing about it. Yeah. Like he's on, he's leaving the island like a weekend at Bernie's scene. Cause you know, yeah. that is about the humor that this could handle. So yeah, they should do that. Okay. <laughs> oh shit. 
We've got to make a decision for next time. Here are our decisions. Do we watch Night of the Clones and Escort to Danger provides no help with this situation? So do we watch a photo finish and a matter of state first? Or do we watch Concaper and Curse of Rava? Now, here's... Oh, man, we're revealing way too much about Mm. things I thought about when I was 18 and way too sober to be thinking about this stuff. Okay, (laughs) it's photo finish and matter of state. Matter of state is season two, episode one, and photo finish is season two, episode five. But Concaper is season two, episode three, and season one, episode four, three. So that means if we watch Concaper, we are watching the first epi- available episode of season two in our yeah. pairings. So I think we go Concaper and Curse of Rava, and we yeah. brave the outrage of the um, true believers on on Spider-Man, yeah, the care. series continuity, um, of which none exists, apparently. Yeah, Us this is, this and is our, this one is fucking guy at Rhino Home yeah. Video. There was one dude at Sci-Fi who knew one dude at Rhino, and this was their thing. And neither of them were ever in a position to convince anyone of this again. And then they died. It's going to be really sad if they died. Sony hopefully paid them off. They bothered Sony for years and Sony paid them off. And they're living in Honolulu, California, and everything is great for them. Uh. But it seems like whoever, there are no champions left. So yes, that is a good point. We won't enrage the masses. So we will be back next week with the Concaper and Curse of Rava. Rava. The Concaper is the Chipped Fields episode. Mm-hmm. And Curse of Rava is telekinetic villain. So we've got a fellow soup <laughs> to fight Nicholas Hammond. <laughs> and um, I think we will get a transition sequence. So we were, we're going to get Nicholas Hammond in like 1980. Uh, looking like it's Superman three, talking with Chip Fields in a, in the Daily Planet lunchroom that is never seen in the regular show. Fingers crossed. <laughs> the Superman TV series we didn't get in the eighties lives in in spirit here. Um, so yes, and then I want to watch more Hulk, but I don't <laughs> know. It's it's not going to be that, and also it's hard to watch Hulk Whoa. in. The next Hulk is what? It'll be a little more uplifting, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's Oh, returns for Hulk us. Returns. For us, yeah. not the show. It's up it sucks, though. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's gonna, not we're gonna have a great episode. Oriented than yeah, but it's the last couple of them. It is just, and it's terrible. So we're gonna have a great show. But yeah. It's bad. Yes, it's more uplifting and no, I mean, it's, there's no drama, really. Banners, dating, some special guest star. It's the most 1987, 88 that it could possibly be. It's like that era 
before 90210 hit it big. And so this was still the, it's that sort of LA of the late 80s that late pre, 80s. Yeah. Oh, well. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's like, it, it, it looks it like a USA up like all it. night movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great, but we don't have that for two weeks. So, okay. So that's, that's our show folks. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, I don't know. Check out another Marriott Hartley movie. Um, <laughs> don't Google whether or not Bill Bixby was ever sorry for this. Cause you don't want to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. <laughs> I'm tapped out, man, with this one. I'm right. mostly drained. Shit. <laughs> All right. We'll yeah. be back next time. Spider-Man, the con caper and curse of Rava. the curse of Rava directed by Tom Blank and Michael McCaff or nope, just Michael Caffrey. <laughs> Adieu. Oh shit. Aloha. <laughs> as we say it's as they say in Southern California, aloha. aloha. Be glad we didn't make this podcast 20 years ago, folks, because who knows what accent we would use to say that. Good night. Right. <laughs> <laughs>